This December 16th and 17th, Northwest Valley Baptist Church presents A Walk Through Christmas, a special night of fun and excitement for all ages. Come and see the live nativity scene with animals and narration. Listen to live Christmas music and caroling while enjoying hot chocolate and coffee. Take part in crafts for kids and explore our candy cane forest. Take a complimentary family picture at one of our photo booths. Get your free tickets at walkthroughchristmas.org or go to Eventbrite and search Walk Through Christmas. If you want God's blessing, if you want God's providential protection, if you want God's preservation in your life, walk closely with Him. His instructions prevent. His providence protects. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue our study of the life of Elisha the prophet who took the mantle of the role of prophet of God after Elijah, bringing you part three today of a message titled Preservation and Destruction as we hear more about the woman who listened to Elisha even when he told her she had to leave her home and her people to go live in a foreign hostile land for years because of a coming famine. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw. So, so obedience is necessary, and obedience requires patience. In this case, can you imagine her son saying, Mom, when can we go back home? And her answer is, it's seven years, son. It's five years, son. It's three years, son. It's two more years, son. It, it requires patience. God preserves. His providence preserves. I, so the time comes for her to come back home. And it came to pass, as the seven years end, the, the woman returns out of the land of the Philistines. I don't know if you got this as I read this, but she, here's what this passage is saying. She is making, she's coming back home and she has this family plot of land. Well, what's happened to her family plot of land in the time that she's been gone? Somebody is farming it. 
you know, she, she left. And, and maybe there's the, the person with the next door plot of land. And this would have been a common thing in Israel. She's gone. She's gone to the land of the Philistines. What are you going to do with that land? I'm going to farm it. Plow it up. Plant something there. Receive the har- Double the land. Double the harvest. It might be that the king himself had taken charge of that product. That, but somebody was planting and harvesting on her land while she was gone. And so when she comes home, somebody's there. And she's a woman. She comes and knocks on We don't even know her name. She knocks on the door. I, I just wanted you to know we're back home. And, you know, my son is an adult now. And he's... He can farm our plot of land now. And whoever is in charge of the land says, it's not yours anymore, it's mine. I've been farming that for seven years. I've been working on that land. I finally got it to where it's producing now. And for I mean, there's been a long period of time. So that, that, that is my land. That, who are you? And there, what is she going to do? Forcibly take it back? And so the only thing that she can do is go to the king and appeal. And so she's on her way to the king. She's going to appeal. And while she is on her way to the king, the king, for some reason, unbeknownst to us, is having a conversation with Gehazi, who is the spokesman for the prophet Elisha. And so the the king, I don't know if they were buddies or what. It's it's an odd conversation that it's actually happening, but but the Bible's describing it. So the king is having a conversation with Gehazi, and the king is saying, listen, I want you to tell me all this stuff that's been going on with this guy, your master. I mean, tell me about, uh, uh, tell me all the things that he did and all the things that have happened in his life and all the miracles that have happened. And so uh, Gehazi begins going through the stories, and uh, and in in the stories he says, and you know, there was a day when he, he actually, a widow's son, he raised him from the dead. I can imagine the king, nah, I don't believe that. And so, and then he hears a voice, you know, because there are these people coming in and making appeal to the king and maybe shouting through the, maybe they're walking along the street or riding along in a chariot or something like that. And so, but whatever, she cries to the king and I, and Gehazi looks out of the corner of his eye and he can't believe it. While he's having the conversation, she's making the appeal for her land. Now, do you think that was just a random coincidence? God providentially works in the affairs of mankind to accomplish His purposes for His people. And I guarantee you that's happened in your life at times, even though you didn't see it. So he's having this conversation. And, and so he says, my Lord, oh King, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored. These are the people. See them? And the king, now the king's going to get you know, confirmation. So he asks, you come up here. He comes up and you tell me the story. And so she tells the story about what happened. And the story, this, this random woman pulled out of the crowd... Gehazi had just told the story. Now this random woman pulled out of the crowd tells the exact same story, which confirms the story before the king. Two people, two random people, are not going to tell the exact same story. And the king says, okay, give her her land. And not only give her the land, give her 
everything that it produced while she was gone. God's timely conversation, her timely appeal, the heart of the king in this conversation is turned toward her so that he can bless her. See, the the book of Proverbs says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And God can use, I tell you, missionary after missionary after missionary can tell you stories of God using foreign officials and God changing the hearts of people at just the right moment to provide blessing for his people. Walk closely with God. What a foolish thing we do when we seek to do his work while not walking in obedience or in fellowship with him. Because God preserves. But there's another story here. God destroys. And let's take a look at this one. It starts in verse 17. Elisha himself goes up to Damascus. Now, Damascus at this point is the the primary city in Syria. You know all these stories about the Syrians coming down and they're all struck blind and they're taken to Samaria? That was the Syrians. And then the last story about the Syrians around the walls, that's the Syrians. And now Elisha is in Damascus. Now, I don't know, it can't be that Elisha went to Damascus very often, but Elisha was in Damascus. That took a certain amount of courage for him to be there. Um, It is interesting here. God is never far away. King Ben-Hadad is sick, and he's in his his capital city in Syria, and here is Elisha, um, who is right there. It's interesting. We don't want to think about God being close and we're doing what we want and we're sinning and all of that. But we sure like the idea of God being close when we want him in time of need. And it just so happened the king is, the king Ben-Hadad is sick and he's heard of Elisha. In fact, he's had to deal with Elisha and his prophecies and the frustration. Remember, it, it, this is, these are the same people said, where his, his soldiers told him, he knows the things that you say in your bedchamber. But he's sick now. It's amazing where people will go when they have deep need. I found this. I was working secular work for a number of years when I was going through college and seminary. And one of the things I found that it was easiest to do when I went into a job that was a particular... And I, and I worked in factory situations, construction situations. And... Yeah, I know what you guys are dealing with. I, I, I understand the ungodliness of that, that work atmosphere. I, under, I, I know what that's like. I used to, as I went into those places, learned that I would declare myself to be a Christian and a seminary student the first thing because it avoided a lot of misunderstandings and the way the jokes were told and you know, just all of that. It helped to just kind of lay everything out there to begin with. And, and they would make fun, and they would mock my faith, and they would do all of that until they were in a time of need. And it was interesting how unsaved people who will jibe and jab at you normally when they're in a crisis want to come to you and ask you to pray for them. And that's exactly what happens here. We want him in a time of need. It's true, when trouble comes, suddenly people feel the need to turn to God for answers. 
like King Ben-Hadad here in this passage of Scripture. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part three today of a message titled, Preservation and Destruction, as we continue a study of the life and times of Elisha the prophet. Visit daretostand.org to find out more about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio program. Many in our community struggle with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church, 623-581-3115. And now, let's get back to Dr. Shaw as he talks more about being obedient to God, which is not always convenient. Here's our teacher. So Elisha's there, and the king said to Hazael, his Second in command, take a present in your hand and go meet the man of God and inquire of the Lord by him saying, shall I recover of this disease? Now, I want you to notice Ben-Hadad, as we've been looking all through scripture, is a bad guy. There's, there's no righteousness or goodness in him. He is one who, who has attacked God's people. He is one who has behaved poorly. I, and I, I want you to know a couple of things. In, in the time of need, when you really want him to be close, just remember this, you can't bribe God. There's, oh, you say, okay, I'm in a real time of need, so I'm going to go to church and maybe I, I'm going to write a big check. Now, I, I, we'll take that money and put it to good use, but I will tell you this, it won't buy God's favor. He says, take a present. And, and <laughs> it's interesting. He takes something in your hand, take a present and go see him. And he takes a present, but notice the, the presence that he takes. Take a present in thy hand. Hazael went to meet him, and he took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, 40 camels burden. That's a present. And came and stood before him and said, Thy son Ben-Hadad expressed subservience and uh, deferment to him. He says, Thy son Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, has sent me, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? In the time of difficulty, when you've not been walking with God, when you've been the enemy of God, there will be no bribing him. There will be no somehow turning the corner and getting his favor. By the way, the man of God, you, you say, Well, he's not, he's not trying to bribe God. He's trying to bribe Elisha. The man of God who can be bribed is not a man of God. By the way, he sends trouble easily. Sometimes it's sickness or calamity or famine, judgment upon an entire nation. God brings judgment upon the nation of Israel. God brings judgment upon the Syrians. God does this. He sends, he sends trouble easily. And so he's sick. 
And so God destroys. He knows what everyone will do. Now, this is an interesting story. Let me describe it to you. If you don't get what happened here in the text, let me describe it. So Elisha says to the servant, Hazael, Go and say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover. How be it? But the Lord has showed me that he will surely die. Okay, let me repeat it again. He's looking at Hazael. And he says to him, Go tell him he will recover. But God has told me he will surely die. And then it says, The prophet of God stared at him. That's what it says in the text. His his countenance settled upon him. He just stared at him and stared at him and stared at him until he became uncomfortable, until he was embarrassed. And then the prophet of God began to weep. And he said, why are you weeping? And he answered, because I know the evil that you will do to the children of Israel. Now, I, I want you to understand the evil that you, Hazael, will do to the children of Israel. Their strongholds will you set on fire. The young men wilt thou slay with the sword, will dash their children, rip their women with child. And Hazael said, but what is, is thy servant a dog that he should do this, this horrible thing? You see, what in the world is going on in this moment? I'll tell you exactly what's going on. Elisha looks at him and he says, you go tell him he's going to live, but I know he's going to die. And he stares at him because Hazael has already been planning to murder Ben-Hadad. He has already been. So when he's asking, is he going to live? He's just parroting what his boss said. But he knows, Hazael, he's going to die because he has already planned to kill him. And so Elisha is not telling him to go lie. Elisha is telling him he's going to go lie. He is with a simple stare to the point he, he stares at him and he stares at him and he stares at him until, until Hazael realizes the evil plans of his heart are already revealed to God and to the prophet. It's a remarkable passage of Scripture. And then the prophet begins to weep. And that's because it's also revealed to Elisha that God is going to use this wicked king. Remember, he judges nations as well as individuals. He's going to use this wicked king of the Syrians to bring horrible judgment upon the nation of Israel. I believe that the judgment that's going to come through him is described previously. It's, that's the stuff that's being described this, the, 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 over the, the, the time here, these things that are happening. And so he judges the nations as well as individuals. And he cannot be fooled. You, you cannot fool God. There's no, there's no fooling Elisha because Elisha is receiving his message from God. And you remember this, he allows the wicked to judge the wicked. So Hazael says, what? Am I a dog that I would do such a horrible thing? And Elisha answered, the Lord showed me that you're going to be king over Syria. 
So he departed from Elisha, and he came to his master, who said to him, What did Elisha say? And Hezael answered, He told me that you should surely recover. And it came to pass the next day on the morrow that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it over the face of the king who was very sick and he died. He murdered the king by suffocation just as the prophet knew just as the prophet said. Walk with God. You don't want to be in that mess. He allows the wicked to judge the wicked, and he did so in this case. And in, and in this process, even though God allows the wicked, Hazael, to do wickedly, to judge the wicked, God didn't sin. God remains righteous. And he will hold the wicked accountable. Dr. Shaw will return with some closing thoughts in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Consider supporting this radio program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We would love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. Let us serve you in any way we can. You're always welcome to visit Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. Don't forget, Dare to Stand airs Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague, inviting you to join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elisha, the prophet. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about what happens when King Ben-Hadad gets sick and wants to ask the man of God if he'll get well. Join us for more next time, right here on Dare to Stand. There's a simple truth in the life, not in this life. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, what, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he, that person, shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, what? Shall prosper. But the ungodly, it's not so. They, like Ben-Hadad, will be like the chaff which the wind drives away. Simple truth. Walk with God. Walk with God.